0: All right, well, the Super Rugby final is coming up this weekend, Saturday night in the metropolis of Hamilton.
1: Yeah, the city of the future, I believe. It's an all Kiwi affair, Crusaders v Chiefs, in what should be a positively bruising encounter. Both teams are saying farewells to some players and the Crusaders to legendary coach Scott Robertson. And with us now to preview the game is World Cup winning former coach, Sir Graham Henry. Kia ora, Graham. Girl. Who's going to win? Could this be the year we see the trophy ripped away from the Crusaders?
2: Well, I think that's why it's such a great game. We're not sure who's going to win, are we? You know, the, the Chiefs have been the front runners all season. I think they're finding being front runners a wee bit difficult. They haven't had that experience before. Mm. So the last two games, they've struggled a bit, and the Crusaders have hit form at the right time. So they've got huge momentum. Played brilliantly against the Blues, I thought last week, and so maybe they are they're the favourites going into this. They've got they've got history, they've got a lot of titles. They know what it's like to win titles. The Chiefs haven't had that same experience, so maybe they're the they're the favourites going in.
0: Graham, what are the key pressure points for you? The the thematic matchups that you think will decide the game?
2: Oh, I think the first 20 minutes might decide the game. You know, I think the Crusaders um, come out of the blocks. Uh, very well you know they were they were hugely dominant against the blues uh, last weekend um and they started so well the blues couldn't hang on to them so i think you know that if the chiefs are going to be in the game they're going to have to start equally as well it comes back to really down to who who can dominate up front and set a platform you know they both got uh, outstanding five eights and Richie Mawanga and Damien McKenzie so They've got quality guys behind to run the ship. It's just who's going to provide the platform up front that's going to be best, I guess.
1: What's been your assessment of the season in the wider state of rugby here in Australia and in the Pacific?
2: Oh, I think we've had some great games, but we've had some mismatches as well. And I see that New Zealand and Australia rugby are looking at having a separate organisation to run super rugby and have a draft system. I think you know having even teams is very important, and some of the teams haven't been that competitive because they simply haven't got the players to be competitive. So I think that's a good step in the right direction going forward, and there's a lot of talk about that right now. Uh, Some of the big games have been great, and it'll be a fantastic game in the weekend. So just evening up the competition, so you get even fixtures most weekends, and you're not sure who's going to win and. I think that that makes it hugely interesting and and draws in the fans.
0: That's a really interesting point, Sir Graham, because we talked to Steve Hansen last week, and he he said similar things about this, Mm. that, um, you know, for the health of the game... Uh, this sort of rugby, not club rugby, but sort of super rugby, franchise rugby, needs to move to what I guess you might describe as kind of like a more market-based e- economy, where there is more player trading, maybe something more similar to the, the Premier League or or even the NRL. What what do you make of that?
2: I agree. I think that there should be that trading system, if you like, uh, to make sure the sides are reasonably even. If you look at the at the um, contract finance for each team. There's quite a big difference between, say, the Crusaders and the Highlanders. Probably, you know, I'm not sure what that figure would be, but it'd be very significant. And then then that reflects the quality of the two sides. So having equal finance for each team Uh, Going forward, so that results in pretty even competitions. I think will be a very positive thing.
1: What did you make of Ian Foster's squad for the rugby championship?
2: Oh, I think it was very good. You know, I I um, agreed with the majority. Not that it's important that I agree, but I think (laughs) I think uh, the majority of the um, of the public who are into rugby and the media uh, would agree it's a pretty strong side. Like, there's a huge amount of experience in there, and also some some very good young players have been introduced. So I, I think it's a very good team. You know, you feel feel sorry for one or two guys which is which happens every year, like Brad Weber. Uh I notice he's getting quite a bit of media attention, but he's a guy that sparks teams. He's he's a he's a great guy to have in the group. He's also a very talented footballer and he's got a lot of experience. So you know, for Brad to miss out, I think it's it's a bit disappointing. Sean Stevenson's probably been one of the the big players of the super Super rugby season. Um, I think he might be the leading try scorer. I could be wrong there. Um, but he's had a big year for the Chiefs at fullback and and hasn't made the original 35. I see he's a replacement for Mark Talia, who's injured. But, you know, he's had a big year. So you feel for those two guys and probably one or two others. Um, but in general, I think he's the, the team that the selectors have chosen is Looks very good, you know. Dallas McLeod, I think, is a big selection. Uh, he's a new player who people didn't expect to get in, but you know, he's he's a big boy. He's got big. He's got good skills, and he's quick, and he's got a high work rate and he's and he's got utility value. So, you know, he can play in the centres. He can play on the wing, as he's shown for the Crusaders. That utility value is, is, is big. I can see why what why they're interested in Dallas McLeod.
0: So Graham, when you look ahead to the World Cup, I like I, I find myself very excited about about this year's World Cup because I don't think any team is really standing head and shoulders above any other at this at this point in time. Like who do you make favourites right now?
2: Ah, oh, the Irish and the French are the favourites. There's no doubt about that. You know, they're they're beaten the all blacks in recent times. Um, the Irish are six nations champions. The French are scary. They've got a yeah. <laughs> they've got a big team and a, and a and a very strong side, and they're playing at home. The challenge for those two teams, I think, is they've never won it, mm-hmm. and the Irish have never got past the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. So, so there'll be a lot of pressure on them to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the French are playing at home, and that'll create its home pressures. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I think we've got a good chance. You know, we I think we've got a strong strong group of players, and when they get down to the thirty three. There'll be a few guys come back from injury who haven't been considered for this original squad, so it'll be a really competitive squad, I would imagine. Um, so you know, I'm I'm
0: quietly confident we'll do the business. Just to follow up on that that point about playing at home, you know, you, you you were coaching the All Blacks in 2011, of course, when we won it at home, and I'm curious about that because people always talk about home ground advantage but when you haven't won the World Cup in 24 years and you've been the best team in the world for a, a solid part of that, talk to me a bit about the pressure that your team faced in 2011 and the tipping point. Did that become unproductive at any point?
2: No, not really. Our, our biggest challenge was injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had injuries to key players and trying to find replacements in key positions was our major challenge. Like, we lost Dan Carter before the final started, before the quarterfinal. And then we lost um, his replacement? I'm just trying to think. Uh, Colin Slade. Colin Slade. So we lost Colin okay. Slade. is just helping me here. She was asleep <laughs> at the time. So. <laughs> Colin Slade. And then we lost Aaron Cruden, who was a replacement for Daniel. So then Steve Donald finished up playing. So and Richie McCaw played with a broken foot. So they were, those were the challenges of two eleven, just staying focused under pressure because you're you're losing key players through injury.
1: Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. Looking past the World Cup, is Scott Robertson the man to take the All Blacks into the next era?
2: It's unbelievable, really. And I don't know what the, what the figures are. They're astronomical, but the number of championships the Crusaders have won and he's been at the helm for the last... Four or five, six years, so, and they've won just about everything. So, and he deserves the opportunity big time. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with your backs.
0: Do you think that this could be a tricky transition in that? Uh, you know, you took over in 2004, uh, Steve Hansen was a part of your team, Steve took over from you, Ian Foster was a part of Steve's team, Foster took over from Steve. Razor is not a part of, of Ian Foster's uh, backroom team. Do you think there could be a, a, a cultural shift that might be difficult for Razor to, to, to navigate here? No,
2: not at all. No, I think Fozzie's doing a great job, and, and hopefully it all finishes very well for him. Mm. And um, you know we just got to get on, and 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 Scott can't do anything more than he's done, mm. and uh, he's proved that he's um, he's very good at what he does, and he's got a good team to to work with. So they're very experienced rugby coaches. Uh, so he's he's got a very strong coaching team. There's a few guys leaving, which always happens at the end of a cycle. Quite a few players who are going overseas to play rugby, but that's. That's typical of a, of a World Cup cycle. You usually lose quite a number of players at the end of a Rugby World Cup and then start rebuilding again. But I think that'll be that'll be exciting, refreshing, and and a good good team of coaches to use those exciting, refreshing players and mould them into a team. So I think it's very exciting. I think it's exciting this year for Fozzie, mm. and I think it's exciting going forward. for for, for Rosa.
1: On a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for this weekend's game?
2: Oh, I think it'll be a great game. Uh, these these big games are fantastic, and just it's a pity that the competition doesn't have more of them. But like um, no, they got the two best teams, there's no doubt about that. You know, the, the Chiefs have been the front runners all all season. As I said, I think they might be finding being the front runner a difficult mental exercise. Um, and you got the Crusaders with. Who have got the momentum and playing, playing superbly. You know they, their game against the the Blues last week was, was faultless. I thought they were absolutely enormous last week. So, um, you know, I think it would be a great game.
1: So Graham Henry, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. All the best.
0: Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of Newsable. If you liked it, there's plenty more where that came from. Every morning, in fact, when we drop fresh episodes for your listening pleasure.
1: To get those, just hop onto your favourite podcast platform, search for Newsable, give us a follow, and we will personally deliver you the latest news, views, and funny hahas every weekday and Saturdays. We have a break on Sundays. We can't keep up the funny seven days a week. It's tiring.
0: For now, though, go and sign up, and we'll see you right back here pretty soon.
1: If you liked listening to this pod, help us make more like this. Visit stuff.co.nz support. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories, or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you.